Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. We are delighted today to have as our guest, Georgia Clemson. Welcome, Georgia. I'm delighted to be here. Georgia Clemson is no stranger to the people in her hometown of Grand Prairie, Texas. Georgia and her family have been involved in their community for generations. She is here today to talk about her big idea, the big event. As former Mayor Pro Tem and Deputy Mayor Pro Tem and current member of the City Council, There's hardly an organization in her city that hasn't benefited from her leadership. Lifeline Shelters with our former guest, Angela Geisner, and Kids in Need of Clothing, also known as Kids, Inc. She's a life member of the PTA and served as president of the City Council of PTAs. She has led in various capacities with the Education Foundation, her high school alumni association, and neighborhood association, the Library Board, Arts Council, Historical Organization, Chamber of Commerce, the Women's Club, and was the founding president of the Junior Women's Club. She's the host of GPTV's It's Happening in Grand Prairie. She's been honored as Grand Prairie's Woman of the Year, named among the Outstanding Young Women of America for two consecutive years, and was inducted into the Seroptimus Women in History Hall of Fame. Georgia is a graduate of the University of Texas at Arlington, the former president of Store Service Incorporated, and the current president of Georgia Clemson Properties. She's active in Bible Study Fellowship and her church, Cross Point. She's celebrating her golden anniversary this year with her husband, Dan, their three children, and eight grandchildren. Georgia, I see you as an influencer, an organizer, and a doer. You are dedicated, a visionary, a natural leader, a bit of an overachiever, and a real people person. How do you see yourself? I see myself as a very blessed child of God, and of course I see myself as a wife and mother, grandmother and friend, and in the city realm, uh, I see myself as a servant leader, and um, just so blessed to have the opportunity to serve, serve others. Why is that? Because a lot of people live in a city that they don't serve. Um, in fact, they kind of expect the city to serve them. Why are you different? Oh, oh well, you know, um, we have to stop for a minute and think about who my mom was. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do take a moment right. talk about the great Ruthie Jackson. Right. Well, and um, of course, that's where I got my role model. And growing up, I thought that was the natural thing to do. I thought, uh, so you just grow up and you give back and um, you contribute in any way you can. And so um, that's why. That's why and because it's, a, it's an honor to serve. Well, and you have served so well in so many capacities. I hate to ask you for your favorite. Oh, my. Be- because you've invented a lot of them. I mean, let's talk a little bit about one of those, uh, Kids, Inc., Oh, Kids, Inc., I love that so much Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I have to admit that I do enjoy clothes. (laughs) And you always are beautifully turned (laughs) out. Oh, you're kind. I 
I like playing dress up and I've always liked doing that. But uh, to think that there were kids in our own school district that didn't have the basics, meaning shoes, socks, underwear. Um, and now, of course, it's a lot of times a uniform. And many times they didn't have that. They weren't able, their parents weren't able to provide that. And so um, actually I was serving on a district PTA com uh, committee and saw that the city of Richardson had started that. The PTA had started a kid's closet uh, in their school district. And I thought, what a fabulous idea. I want to do that. And so I was able to come back to the Women's Club and present the idea to the superintendent as well. And uh, they were all in favor of it, of course, as long as we were willing to help make it happen. And uh, so it just, uh, it's just, a, there was a need, and we saw the need, and we were able to meet it. And a lot of dedicated people at the Women's Club um, at that time, I don't remember exactly who the president was, but I know Peggy Ellard and uh, uh, also Rochelle Crump and Fran Castles were very instrumental in doing some of the early work there. And uh, then, of course, the Junior Women's Club came in and helped as well. And then in the progression of things, it has become a 501c3. And now we work very closely together with the school counselors. And if they see a need, they can do it very discreetly, help the child and the parents uh, provide what they need. I just love that so much because um, uh, our children always attended schools where there were extra uniforms or a change of clothes because inevitably a child would spill something at lunch or tear their clothes in, at recess or something like that. Um, but they didn't always have a lot of clothes. Right. Um, and so to be able to send those clothes home with the children and say, no, you keep them, you know, they're yours now, or to be able to provide in that way was such a lovely gift. Some schools were able to do that on a small scale. So I love that you saw something and you made it so much bigger. And it seems to be the habit with you. You see something and then you um, lend your shoulder to it and you bring people along with you and you make it so much bigger. And I'm guessing that's kind of how big events started too. The big event. Oh, you're we get to talk about some of my favorite things. I know. I'm I so excited. That. Yes, the big event. Actually, my grandson, oldest grandson, Blake Garcia, came back from Texas A&M telling us all about the big event at A&M. I said, the big event, tell me about it. And he gave me the, uh, the statistics that they had gone out and uh, made it a one-day give-back volunteer time to the community where someone who may have uh, a need, an elderly person, a veteran, it could be anyone who is unable to take care of their property and needs just a little help. And uh, I thought, oh, what a fabulous idea. Not only do we get an opportunity to go out and meet and love on our neighbors, we get an opportunity to keep Grand Prairie beautiful, more beautiful. So uh, that idea I brought back to um, the mayor and the city manager, and they were both very, very positive about that idea because it's a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. Even the volunteers yes, are absolutely. so blessed. Yes. Um, 
so that uh, came into being here in Grand Prairie. And of course, last year, um, well, one year, the year before last, we didn't get to have it due to COVID. And then last year, we had a modified version of it. But this year, we're ready to go again. And we have um, on target, hopefully, 1,000 1, volunteers. Wow. We should have. That's our goal for this year. And then 100 jobs. Wow. That we will go uh, tackle those jobs with uh, the volunteers. And we have such wonderful groups. We have churches involved. We have the Rotary Club. We have other organizations. And the city, oh, it's just amazing. The faculty and the staff at the city has just been so supportive. We have a fabulous uh, committee, Amy Sprinkles and Sarah Dedulic and uh, uh, Whitney. And, oh, the list goes on and on of just the people who are doing a wonderful job for us for the big event. What I love about the big event is that it's so personal. I mean, you could send a thousand people out into the city to pick up parking lots and clean up city parks and to, you know, uh, monitor our, our creeks and rivers and, and clean up there. But this is kind of by invitation only. You're targeting specific homes and families in the community. Um, people who are needing help and it becomes then very personal when we when I served on a group it was so fun our church group did it together and it was hot and we were sweaty and dirty and it was such a mess I but at the end we um had something to talk about because we'd worked together to accomplish something bigger than ourselves we got to meet the homeowner we got to pray with them we got to talk to them and hear their story um and it wasn't just a cleanup project, just picking up trash around town. It was personal, and it's something that I'll never forget, and I imagine the people that we helped will feel the same way. Yes, I love that. I love the big event. that We look forward to that day, and we pray that it's a, a good weather day as well so we can accomplish much and uh, get to celebrate. So tell us some of the stories uh, that, that have happened at, at big events in previous years. Well, in the past, we've cleaned home of a family member who, who had a family member that was a hoarder, mm. and that happens. It does. You know, some of us are organized hoarders, and some of us aren't. But uh, they had, uh, she had passed away, and they tore down and took away a shed that had fallen down for a disabled veteran as well. They helped families clean out their backyards and. Uh, then somehow found out they their AC didn't work and they got them in touch with the housing department. There are a lot of connections that are made yes. there that give them some services that they don't even realize that they qualify for. So that was an exciting time. And uh, we cleaned a three-fourths acre yard of a 92-year-old veteran who had not been able to break or bag or trim or mow or edge for mm. more than a year mm. and filled 100 Trash oh my bags gosh, full of material out of one job. Can you imagine that? Wow. It's just amazing. It goes on uh, uh, just 70 bags of litter from a city trail system and camping park and raked bags uh, and bags of leaves uh, for senior citizens, painted a, a 
4,000 square feet of graffiti and a storm drain. Wow. So, and this uh, was using a church volunteer group. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, and some of them finished their jobs and came up and said, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. I'd love that when mm -hmm. they're so, so excited and so plugged in. Well, once you've committed yourself to helping, if your job does go quickly, you know, it's fun to yes. put your weight behind, your strength behind other crews. And uh, it was really fun. I remember one of our jobs was um, removing a dead tree that was breaking up sidewalks, sidewalk to the person's house and then also the sidewalk, uh, the city sidewalks. Um, and so it was quite a challenge to be able to take that tree down and to remove that, to dig out the roots. And uh, while the guys were doing that with our power tools. The girls were working along the fences, pulling um, vines and overgrowth out of chain link fences. And, and, you know, we were all in the same place. So we were joking and laughing back and forth. And it, it was hard work, but it was really, really fun. Um, we did one once where we did some painting and we had to remove some eaves troughs in order to do that and then to paint. Oh, and, yes. um, and so to be able to put those back up, it's great if you have skilled help on your crew. I know not every crew does, but ours typically did. And they came with the power power tools and so I guess because we were a big crew and we brought our own tools we got big projects yes. but it was so rewarding um, and I know that several of us took the opportunity to go back by and visit those homeowners later with plates of cookies or just say how are you doing or you know just to revisit our work and see you know how things were growing and and, and things great, afterwards it was really fun great opportunity to be a blessing to our neighbors and those that, those in need absolutely absolutely and, uh, actually uh each event we have, we collect 30 to 40 tons of material. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And there's so much, so much more out there that uh, we could collect as well. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Well, we're going to take a break right now, listeners. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Georgia about how people can get involved. So we'll be right back. Georgia talked about how good it feels when you take the opportunity to do something good for someone else. After our show today, give yourself a feel-good boost by doing something as simple as leaving us a nice rating and review, or a comment so other people can find our show too. Then, if you're ready to take on a bigger challenge, and you're in the Grand Prairie area, hit the link to register for the big event. Or maybe you'd like to find out more about the big event so you can start a similar program in your area. You can find all the links to all the places and projects George has been telling us about in our show by checking our show notes, our blog, or for your convenience, you can have those links delivered right to your inbox when you sign up for our weekly newsletter. Visit our site, nis.media, for more details. Join our conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NowICPod. And I hope that you enjoyed our conversation with RV Bogus last week. I can't wait for you to meet the entertaining educator, Bruce Lovesmith, next week. Until then, we have more of our delightful conversation with Georgia Clemson, so let's get back to our show. Okay, before our break, we were talking to Georgia Clemson about the big event. So, Georgia, tell us how people can get involved. 
Well, the best way to get involved is to go online, the city website, and uh, they can uh, register to be a volunteer. And hopefully they'll come with a whole group because it's so much fun to go in and do a job together with a group. Absolutely. Uh, but they can uh, come on as an individual and we'll put them together with a group. Also, that if they know of a need or they happen to have a need themselves, they can go online and uh, fill out the information to request. And, you know, it, it needs to be something that can be done in that morning. Um, we can't do huge jobs, but we can uh, do things outdoors uh, with the yard or with the garage or something like that. And also, we have a committee that comes out and vets the jobs. Thank you, because I was that was going to be my next next question. I don't imagine that you can accept every request that's sent Absolutely. your way. So, what does that process look like? Well, actually, uh, we have city staff who volunteer to go out and vet the jobs for us and make sure that it's a safe place and that uh, it's something that can be done in that morning uh, morning time that's set aside for that and. Um, Actually, they just prepare the list for us, and then the week before, it, um, the city staff and those on the, that committee get together and uh, match up the jobs with the volunteers and the groups, and it's such an exciting time. And I failed to mention that uh, last year we didn't get to have the kickoff, but this year at uh, South Grand Prairie High School, out on the uh, steps in front, that little porch area, we'll have the kickoff again this year on March 26th at 8 a.m. And that's always fun to see everybody there excited and ready to go to their jobs. Absolutely. Our crew always came with matching t-shirts, which made it so fun. I've got t-shirts from every year that I participated. It was so great. Yes, so great. and we're so thankful for the church groups and the large groups that come out. I know First Baptist was there and Calvary and uh, Cross Point. We just had a, a grand time. It was. It was big fun. What if you don't have a group? If you don't have a group, uh, we'd prefer that you do because it's so much more fun. But if you don't, we'll put a group together with individuals. Okay. Sounds good. So um, there may be some listeners today who are wondering how they could start something like this in their city. What advice would you give to them? Oh, I tell you what, that I hope they will do that because just because we didn't have a university in Grand Prairie shouldn't be a roadblock for us, and it wasn't. And I would say uh, if they do not have a university that has already implemented the, a big event, then they should just give it a try. Start somewhere. Go to their uh, city leaders and um, get a group together that's interested and has the same mindset and go for it. How hard was it to start in this city? Well, it, you know, we have an unusual city, which is a good thing. Uh, we are so blessed with wonderful people. It doesn't matter what amenities you have in your city so much as it matters the people or what make, your, uh, make up the community and make it so special. And so uh, once they saw that there was a need and an opportunity to get people together, that it was really a win-win for everyone. And um, we went down to Texas A&M to their training 
they train university cities for the big event and uh, I think three of us went down there for the training and it was so much fun we got to see all these young people excited about giving back to their community and uh, of course we were the very first city that had um, had uh, adopted the big event for a city so it was very I exciting. love that. Isn't that exciting? Go Grand Prairie. That yes. is very fun. That's very fun. What else have you been working on? Oh, well, now there are so many fun things, but I have to tell you that one of my passions is pickleball. Pickleball. Yes. Pickleball. So what is pickleball for the people who don't know? People don't, if they don't know what pickleball is, I'm so sad. They're missing out. I'm so sad for them because it is a fun game. It's a cross between tennis, ping pong, and badminton. Okay. But it's on a court, of course, and uh, it can be indoors or outdoors. And it is the most fun. You get exercise, you get socializing, and uh, it's just challenging uh, for those of us who like to compete. I can't imagine that you're the competitive <laughs> sort. Oh, yes. my. So where did you discover pickleball? Well, I discovered pickleball right here at the summit in Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. Texas. I had uh, been through a health challenge with cancer and came back t- uh, to the summit and was moving very slowly, of course. And I would walk around that track and uh, hang on and just keep one foot in front of the other and I looked down there and saw those people playing pickleball at the summit and thought what fun if I just keep walking around this track and getting stronger and stronger the good lord uh, will bless me and I'll get to play that game someday and sure enough I would get stronger and stronger and kept coming and uh, make a few more laps and finally got brave enough to go down there. I had been a tennis player in high school. So, okay. So it was right down my alley, so to speak. So I went down there, and some of the most wonderful people helped me learn to play pickleball, taught me the uh, the rules. And, you know, I didn't realize at the time you can uh, Google pickleball, and you could get lessons right there on your computer, and you could see all kinds of uh, wonderful pickleball matches and learn to keep score and everything. But um, these great new friends that I made, I love ma- meeting new people and making do. new friends. So I, now I have my my real family, I have my city family, I have my church family, and I have my pickleball family. So I love that, and um, actually. My uh, colleagues at the city knew that that was one of my passions. So uh, they had heard of, uh, actually Tom Hart, I believe, had heard of Chicken and Pickle up in Kansas City. And I was able to uh, go up there on a trip to scout that place with uh, them. And uh, we looked it over, and I looked at them and said, We've got to get this. We've got to have this in Grand Prairie because it's a family-oriented business. Um, it's not. People think it's just pickleball. It's not, and it's not just chicken and and our pickles to eat. They have a fabulous menu there. Then they have this outdoor area, and we have it right there at the Epic now because they they chose Grand Prairie. They saw the vision that we have for the Epic. 
and they came here. They chose us over a Dallas location, and uh, we are. They also have um, a chicken and pickle in San Antonio. So, and they are. Uh, they're building new new uh, places at various locations throughout the country, but it's one of the fastest growing sports in America, and it's just so much fun. I would uh, encourage people, even if they don't get out and play, come up to Chicken and Pickle, have lunch, go in the indoor courts, and watch some of the matches. Well, I went and had my chicken and pickle, but I didn't play pickleball. Now I'm going back with a purpose. Yes, yes. Find three other adventurous people who want to get out. (laughs) And embarrass themselves on the courts. Got it? Okay. it's okay. It is okay. And they have a wonderful staff up there that will help you get started as well. Well, you're right. The, uh, that is a wonderful addition to the Epic. For people that don't know, what else will people find when they're right there at the Epic? At the and Epic? That, yes. Oh, my goodness. We have the Epic Indoor Water Park, which is fabulous. Of course, the Summit is located in that area. And, you know, that is a 50-plus club. And it is um, state-of-the-art. We Theaters, yes. uh, swimming, yes. track. And uh, conference be, rooms, you'll games, be able to see concerts. the construction around there uh, of the four new restaurants that will be coming there, which is Finch, Vidora, Looped, uh, Loop Nine Barbecue, and let's see, we'll have a food court that's going to have all kind of good things, and then we're going to have a water show right there on the pond. Fun. So you'll be able to go to all of those venues and be able to sit there and enjoy the view of that water show that will be out there. And that's just the beginning. We have so many other things planned there, the two hotels with the conference center, and uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be more than epic. I am so excited about that. So listeners, if you are lucky enough to be in Grand Prairie, you know how great the Epic is. And if not, how quick can you get here? There's lots to see and do in Grand Prairie. Yes, absolutely. So can you think of any projects that are coming up? Oh, I can think of a lot of projects. I'm so excited about the heart art projects here in the city. I just noticed that there weren't fabulous photo ops for us. We have a fabulous city, but I wanted us to focus on getting some great photo ops. And we have added some at Farmer's Market that will be there when they reopen. I was going to say, I haven't seen them. Yes. I saw pictures on the website, though, about the fallen log. (gasps) The fallen log. That's at Wagner Park. And that has a big heart on it. And it is so beautiful. It would be make a family photo just perfect I love that and then we have in the main library Amy Sprinkles has added a heart sculpture made of butterflies (gasps) I haven't seen it I need to go go. I need to go take a selfie there yes absolutely (laughs) but um that that in itself is so exciting for me because the heart you know it says so much shows love, kindness, expressing kindness, 
And it just brings a smile to your face thinking about hearts. Well, I love some of the art that we have that we haven't talked about today, but I'm going to. Our family has made kind of a scavenger hunt of driving all over the city for the painted utility boxes. Yes. And they're not on every intersection, but they're on quite a few. And each one kind of reflects the area where it is. So uh, the one close to the library has books on it. And there's one that has blue bonnets on it. And there's, oh gosh, there's some. There's so many, and they're beautiful poppies. You know, so we drive around town, and we do this. Every time we find a new one, we hop out, we take yes, a picture. Take a picture. It's so much fun. So we have quite a collection of us standing next to beautiful utility boxes. Yes, so, and yeah. there's an open call out right now for some new ones for oh, the artists. Oh, good to know. Good to, to know. Uh, and so I'm so excited. I hope someone will incor- incorporate the heart art in some of those well there you go there's a suggestion if you want your art to be picked i'd say put a heart in it yes there you go (laughs) well thank you so much for putting your heart into our city it's a better place because you have well thank you so much georgia for being our special guest today it's been so much fun to talk with you about what's happening in our city about the big event that's coming up um, about the people that make this city so great and you are one of them i'm so glad you're a guest today thank you so much it's been my honor and pleasure and God bless you. Thank you. Thanks. And listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our show today, too. Tune in next week for our next special guest. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.